at some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. And long 
everybody. That was Model Rocket Scientist. That song is called Big Small Towns, and you're a locked on down ballot. I mean, maybe locked on. If you leave, then you're not locked on. Don't know anybody. Go nowhere. That's Don't a sexy mic, producer Dave. Yeah, I know. Santa Claus bought it for me. Oh, my goodness. Sandy Claus is such a nice guy. Gal, whatever. Yeah, it's the new Sure mic for podcasting. It's the uh, Sure MV7. Very nice. Like One of our local uh, assembly members actually posted a, uh, a look at his Zoom studio. He's got a pretty fancy mic himself. I'm not sure what exactly he's rocking. I might send you a picture so you can identify it. But he's also got the nice uh, Zoom ring light, you know. So uh, he's, he's, he's pimping it out from his house. I had some LED lights that a uh, historian Matt had given me, but I just didn't like the light in my face. It wasn't worth the trade-off of like having better yeah. lighting, to, like the distraction. Yeah, as long as the light's even, I don't think it's that big a deal, and you're not backlit, right? So as long as you can see your face, you know, it's... You know, the great, you know, thing, the great thing about doing this all by myself without five of you motherfuckers in the studio is it's not hard to find places to put the lights so that they're not directly behind somebody and like a like an orb just off to off of this just barely off camera you know right or someone looks like you know the the jesus figure from like the old renaissance paintings with the little glow around their head um anyway speaking of which how how have your holidays been good good we all uh we all pretty much self-quarantined for two weeks and took tests and then all went to went to mom's house for christmas Oh, that's glorious. I always love going to mom's house. I won't tell anybody that you went, though. And it's probably a pretty small pod that you were in, I'm guessing. You weren't doing the Sam Licardo with five, like five generations. Five total people. Five total people. There you go. Yeah, no, we, we definitely uh, we did a Zoom with my family and then uh, uh, the good wife's family met in person, but just, just the, the immediate fam. So it was very, very fun. Very fun indeed. Um, she, sends her, she sends her regards. She's a little ass, assed out because one of her presents. Uh, this year was a peloton so she's been working it <laughs> she's, she's like um, so, just sitting there somewhere she's yeah like, oh. no, she's like i'm i'm goop right now so I, i'm not going to be coming on the show but um she does send her her regards very nice and, well, uh, you know, happy new year sorry yeah no happy new year to you uh, as well i'm really excited to get going with 2021 so much crazy shite happened last year <laughs> um including locally that uh it's going to be really interesting to see what transpires in the near future um and there's some interesting stuff happening um and also by the way i've got a speaking of christmas and holidays like we got a christmas card here from pure luigi oliverio just recently our former city council member he dropped off flyers um letting people know that the city council will soon be considering opportunity housing so up zoning uh, residential neighborhoods single family home lots to let them have you know duplexes and fourplexes oh my um to do something about the housing crisis um so he's organizing against it of course more to come when we have video but this is a fa fabulous letter that we received from him um it's, on our it's, doorstep it says like basically you know how you like all your neighbors well wouldn't it suck if there were more of them right exactly and <laughs> and people not from here right not your neighbors not from this neighborhood um and the funny thing is he's a, he's a sitting planning commissioner too which is just hilarious and a former council member so he's trying to rabble rouse and get people to sign this petition um not sure what the long-term goal is other than rabble rousing, but anyway, um, it's something it's, it would, he would seem to support otherwise if it wasn't such a hot button issue with the neighborhoods. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Um, oh, by the way, I'm the councilman. Hi, you can find me at T H E underscore councilman on Twitter. And, uh, also the contact page on the echoplexmedia.com website. You can go there for the website's fantastic. If you really need to know about anything, how to give us shill bucks, um, how to find the streams, how to find, uh, podcasts of our streams, how to, you know, find us on Twitch or anything else, uh, go to the website. 
Yeah, the uh, there's no point in introducing myself anymore. I fucking I feel kind of stupid introducing myself basically seven days a week to the same fucking twenty people or whatever. So, <laughs> um, you know who no, I am, and the councilman's right. Check out the website. Um, I, I like web traffic more than anything else because we sometimes make a penny on ads. Um, but there's we're we're gonna be putting up some new uh, stuff in the swag store this year. I just haven't Ooh. I haven't hit up the Discord yet and like the kind of the ride or die homies to see what kinds of stuff. Maybe not that they're particularly going to buy it, but that if they were inclined to buy a piece of Plex merch, like which one of our inside gags would they like to, it to be on there? Do they just want a dumb yeah. picture of me under a red light? Like, what do they want? Or you know what I'm saying? Like, what would they wear? I'm thinking like, uh, let's take red light and Dan Badani and make some sort of red potato light. And that's just the image you see. And on the back is, you know, maybe on the back or somewhere it says echoplexmedia.com, but something like that for the branding purposes. But yeah, a red potato light I would like to see. Funny enough, our best-selling shirt of uh, 2020 is a picture of Jordan Peterson, and under it, it says Big Pharma. (laughs) Hashtag Big Pharma. The the second Uh, best-selling one was the Nazis Hate Disco shirt. Well, it's it's true, they do. And that's just a crime, because disco is glorious. Um, We've been watching some Deanna Plus rallies, and they actually play a lot of disco, and I have to cut away from them because of the copyright, so it may not be true. They may not understand mm-hmm. like what what that music was and who who created it and who danced to it at the time and why they wouldn't have li- liked them at all. I think they just don't like to dance. That's the thing. That's Nazis are not really into dancing. I mean, how can you dance in those boots? <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's just not happening. The knee high boots? No, you're not getting your shakedown. All right. Well, not leading off. I- we got Santa Clara County public health officials are begging residents not to travel for the holidays. Please don't travel. Please. With just two days after the Christmas holiday, health leaders in the South Bay are voicing their concerns about what could happen in the next few weeks. NBC Bay Area's Marianne Favreau reports from San Jose. Today here at the Santa Clara County Fairgrounds, hundreds of people got tested for COVID. But county health leaders say even if you are tested, it's not a passport to travel. Hospitals in Santa Clara County remain overwhelmed as COVID patients fill up intensive care units. Tonight, there are just 25 ICU beds in the entire county of 2 million people, leaving hospitals to strategize how to care for patients. Every morning, hospitals are huddling with each other trying to distribute patients in a way to ensure that everyone gets the best quality care. Uh, We are clearly stretching, we are clearly stretched, and we are very concerned about the effects of Christmas and the New Year's holiday on our healthcare system. With an increase in patients, Kaiser Permanente has postponed elective and non-urgent surgeries at all of its Northern California facilities through January 4th. Sutter Health is also postponing some elective surgeries. Emergency rooms are also stretched thin. Today, county health leaders urge people wanting a COVID test to steer clear of emergency departments and instead visit COVID testing sites like this one at the Santa Clara County Fairgrounds. Dr. Ahmad Kamal, Santa Clara County's Director of Healthcare Preparedness, says 
40% of people who have COVID are asymptomatic. So it's important for everyone, not just those with symptoms, to avoid travel and getting together with people outside of their household. Given that people have been traveling, people that have, given that there have been gatherings, we remain very concerned about a surge on top of a surge. Thanksgiving was pretty much all we can take. Which is why he's urging people to cancel New Year's Eve plans because he says the county simply cannot afford to have any more cases of COVID. In San Jose, Marianne Favreau, NBC Bay Area News. So were you raving it up last night? With like hundreds of peeps in a, in a sweaty underground bar? Dozens of peeps doing the year in review watching Madison Star Moon and Deanna Lorraine videos from January through about July, which was all we got through on the year in review. <laughs> it's a very safe and sane and fun way to spend the holiday i think yeah um, it was good. it was i drank too quickly at the beginning and by the end like it wasn't like i was slurring or anything but i was running out of steam by midnight <laughs> not like not like falling asleep but like running out of like <clears throat> like brain power almost to like keep going and keep like commenting sure. on on the the things that we were you know doing but no i didn't i didn't rave it up I was delusional. I started at 6 p.m. and I'm like, you know, when I finish this uh, this part up at midnight, maybe I'll spin for a few hours. That's what didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after a while, it's it, it, uh, it's 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 not as though we run out of opinions and we run out of things to talk about. It's more just um, the energy it takes to you know to really address these issues as they need to be addressed. I think uh, I can really be draining sometimes. So it's always good to refresh and to to get to reload and and we're ready ready and locked and reloaded for this year. So I'm glad to see that. But yeah, the the hospitals are not locked and ready to reload unfortunately. And um one thing that people forget about I think is not so much that it's it's not just people coming to the emergency room or to the ICU for COVID, right? Like the reason why we need ICU beds is also run of the mill in intensive care and emergency situations, you know, people who are, are in, in life or death situations for other reasons. Right. Um, so it, the strain that this is putting on the system in general, it's going to be people dying, not just from COVID or from heart attacks or from stroke or from, uh, you know, other, um, treatable, um, and potentially preventable, um, illnesses and incidences. So it's, uh, it really is imperative that if you're within a uh, view of our Twitch feed <laughs> and you, you live in California or anywhere in, in America or the world, really like uh, do yourself a favor. And if you can stay home and, um, you know, try, try to connect with your, your peeps and your family and your friends in other ways and know that, you know, if we do that one day, you'll be able to see them again in uh, all the ways that you want to. Well, I just feel like, I just feel like after the 937th time we've watched a public official like beg people to just do the bare minimum to stop the spread of, of, of this virus, I'm, I'm getting a little fatigued at the, the situation, and I imagine other people are getting fatigued at being told the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, especially people who are doing it right. It's kind of like um, the paradox of, <laughs> we're finding out actually uh, now, uh, the water company or the in the electric company like they encourage you to actually reduce your usage right like what well, the water company um and the city will even sometimes institute like a you know 50 percent mandatory reductions in water usage right let's it's it's a drought so we're going to conserve well the fucking people who don't really use all that much water and can try to conserve already right who have already become you know saved a lot they don't get any incentive for 
knocking another 50% off of their, <laughs> they can't really knock another 50% off of what they're, what they're using already. And that's, that's how I'm kind of feeling here is that I think you're right. We're getting fatigued because we're the ones, you know, just trying to uh, do the thing and, and all the things and wear the masks and wash the hands and not touch the face and stay home. And, and we're still um, being productive in some ways. Um, and yeah, there's folks out there who are just not doing that. And even the mayor of our own city was like hanging out on Thanksgiving with five different households, um, you know, and then claimed that he didn't understand that that wasn't cool. <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm getting, a little, I'm getting tired of just people. I don't, I don't begrudge the officials for, you know, begging and pleading and continuously trying to beat that dead horse. Um, it just sucks for those of us who are, you know, who have been following the rules to have to see that other people are not. Right. And the other, the people, the people who are like less, uh, apt to do this are just like, well, I'm tired of the public health officials going on TV all the time, telling me what to do. And it's like, a, yeah, I'm yeah. tired of seeing or, them too, buddy, but like for a completely different reason, you know? Right. Or they, they don't have the right or this is the, you know, this is in my first amendment rights and blah, 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 you know, at the other end of the spectrum too. And I, I say, yeah, that's the scary thing. I'm seeing this sort of resistance from all sides um and all with different you know reasons based on their own personal political ideology and it's it's just sad it's just sad um but hopefully we'll but hopefully one of these days we'll figure it out or we'll just vaccinate everyone but even that's not really happening but that's, that's for another yeah. show that's for a totally different show to talk about um well same that was people, leading the up same I'm people sorry. that don't want to take the masks and want everybody to be able to go outside are gonna be the same fucking people that don't want to take the vaccine we're going to be having yep. the same, then the public health officials are going to be out begging people to take the fucking vaccine in three sure. months. If, we're going to be in the people, same, we're going to be in the same goddamn place we are, but they're just begging people to do a different, very basic thing that like. Right. As long as the, there aren't doctors like taking 500 vials out of a freezer and leaving them out overnight. The pharmacist. That's the pharmacist. Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that was leading off. Sorry. It, it is, it is kind of a dark situation out there, even though we are, uh, entering a new year but as the good wife and i like to say the you know world don't give a fuck about what you think what day you think it is um it's just fucking friday to the world <laughs> so uh yeah nothing nothing's changed um and 2021 could be just as bad as 2020 or worse or just so, a continuation yeah we're putting a lot of pressure i think on 2021 to be such a you know such a better year and it's like it, it, it you know your kids don't always live up to those expectations don't expect the years to and not me um so moving on we're going to get into winners and losers um where there usually are no winners and when someone does win they really lose uh or when this, someone wins this, every everyone loses like when it's, if somebody does win it's the wrong person correct or the wrong group of people um usually more often uh so speaking of losers uh you all will, will recall um oscar grant who was uh, murdered by bar police officers on new year's 12 years ago um, so this, uh, the never ending saga, unfortunately keeps evolving. Um, one of the officers involved, Johannes Messerly, we all know was convicted and served time for uh, manslaughter. Best you could get, I guess. Um, but one of the other officers who was involved in holding Mr. Grant down and in the, in his death, um, has yet to be charged. And, uh, his family is now renewing the call for the DA to, to charge that officer. Oakland with a call for legal action from the family of Oscar Grant. KPIX5's Kit Doe has the story. 
The family of Oscar Grant gathered on this New Year's Day, the 12th anniversary of his death, to keep up the pressure on District Attorney Nancy O'Malley. For years, the findings of this internal investigation, commissioned by Bart itself, were sealed, detailing the actions of Officer Anthony Peroni, saying he created a chaotic and hostile atmosphere that led to Oscar Grant's death, made untruthful statements, repeatedly used the N-word, and repeatedly used excessive force on Grant. The family and legal team pointed to a picture of Peroni who was kneeling on Grant's neck that New Year's Day in 2009. Tony Peroni, but it's 250 pounds, on Oscar's neck, okay. with his hands on Oscar's face. Right. You can hear in the video, Oscar saying, I can't breathe. On December 18th, the BART board voted to release the actual documents that were used to compile the internal investigation. The Grant family legal team will be poring over those documents in the coming weeks. So we contacted BART because they have been complicit. Right. They have covered up the murder. Right. We never knew anything about the, the exact things that Tony Peroni did. Since meeting with the family in early December, Alameda County District Attorney Nancy O'Malley has not made a public statement about filing charges against Peroni. What a weird picture of him. They urge Peroni to put <laughs> himself in or else. We will hunt him down. Yes, sir. We will find him. We right. will put him in jail. And we will make sure he doesn't hold another job in this country. In Oakland, Kitto, KPIX5. That's, that's, yeah, that sounds about right. He should go to jail, but, you know, that would be nice, too. Um, so, Producer Dave, are you you're familiar with the Oscar Grant story? I'm Maybe sure. not as familiar as I should be, but, yeah, like, generally. Yeah, a very, uh, actually, a pretty decent film was made out of it called Fruitvale Station, um, which I highly recommend folks go out and check out. Um, it's on Netflix. Correct. Um, so, yeah, that's right. Don't go out. <laughs> Stay home. Watch it on Netflix. Netflix and soak. Um, yeah, this uh, this is just another uh, you know another name, another uh, tragic uh, incident of uh, and 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 uh, example of the racism that's permeating our society. Um, and the, it's just amazing. It's been twelve years, and this guy who's on video, obviously using excessive force. And so obviously was doing it for racially motivated reasons um, is still yet to be even charged, right? Beyond Brianna Taylor's murderers, not charged. Um, uh, another, another young, uh, young man's killers also recently exonerated um, Tamir Rice, right? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. And it, it's no more or less shocking that it happened here in the Bay Area. I think. I think it, this just exists everywhere, and it's just. A, it's if anything, it's the most telling that it does this happen, and it ha has happened, and it does happen in San Jose and the Bay Area. This stuff happens all the time. Um, it just doesn't blow up because I think sometimes we get a little uh, blind to it here and maybe a little passive. Is there? Is there? Is the guy who the guy in question that they're trying to find get charged? Is he like hiding? Apparently. Like that's the excuse that the like the, the the report seems to indicate that he should be indicted, um, but they for some I guess maybe they can't find him to interview him to get his side of the story. Uh, I don't really get, and I don't really have a full sense of that. Um, but yeah, it sounds like he is avoiding public scrutiny in some way, um, and the family is very very and their attorneys are very upset about that. So, but they do say that. They claim that the that, uh, public officials know where, like Nancy O'Malley knows where he is, how to find him, and 
and should bring him to justice immediately. Uh, we shall see what happens. Nancy looks like a lovely Karen. So, um, per- perfect, uh, for, perfect look for the Alameda County DA. Um, I have a feeling she'll be facing a challenger in the next election. All right. The second, that, the second story in uh, Winners and Losers, I put this one on there myself because it's con- the continuing oh, saga of the Calvary Church. Thank you. In uh, San Jose. We've been on this for the last, I don't even know how many episodes of this show. Um, Four or five. I think this guy's, this guy's just trying to do that Sean fucked grift. So, uh, maybe Kirk Cameron grift, we can call it now. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's see what's going on here. These, these, they just refuse, they refuse to stop having indoor church meetings or whatever they call it. Sermons, I guess. During Christmas Eve services, Calvary Chapel head pastor Mike McClure remained defiant against coronavirus county health orders against indoor church services without any safety precautions. During his sermon, he drew a parallel to Julius Caesar. That's what Caesar ultimately wanted. He wanted to be worshipped, much like government today. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> this, this is a guy we would watch. Like, If he didn't have a church, we'd be watching him do a video from his truck. Oh, absolutely. I think he'd be on the Sunday show quite regularly. <laughs> if they have these videos, you should, probably should drop a few of these clips in there. I'm sure it's all online. I'm sure they're broadcasting it, getting them show bucks. But only God can be worshipped, and only God is worthy of our praise. McClure did not respond to requests for an interview. This video is from tonight's service that the church streamed on YouTube. Worshipping ah, you tonight was Tim Glass head pastor of Calvary Chapel in Manteca. Each and every person here, not just the senior pastor, but each and every single person here says, hey, this isn't important enough to me and my faith and, and to go out and to know, hey, I don't think there's a risk here. Glass said he wanted to show support for Pastor McClure, even though Glass says he's holding his services in Manteca in a tent outside his church. As Calvary Chapel... Ch- okay, pause it. Pause it. Sorry. That's right there. Right there. That's the <laughs> like this guy's coming on talking about personal, you know, personal risk taking and responsibility, and you know, my First Amendment right to to take you know certain risks uh, based on my priorities, and then he's the one having services outside in a tent. You know, <laughs> he's like, listen, I don't want to throw shade, but I also don't want to be as horrible a person as this guy. Right. Right. Also, that's a really bad look with a mask around your neck like that. This is just the latest Solidarity. been hosted by this church in defiance of Santa Clara County health orders. According to one of Calvary Chapel's assistant pastors, as of last week, the church has racked up about $800,000 in administrative fines for defying health orders. Attorney Mariah Gondiero is representing Calvary Chapel. She says churches should be considered essential businesses. You have churches in tier one they're completely banned from indoor operations but you have a lot of other essential businesses that are allowed to remain open and so that is discrimination county health officers have been doing not if you don't consider church to be an essential business it's not even supposed to be a business yeah exactly this is that's this is another hypocrisy of of the entire situation it's because the first amendment allows you to form a religion does not give you for a privilege or some sort of constitutional right to organize or to assemble. And there is an assembly right to assembly. Right. But even those can be shut down. Right. Um, if, if, uh, certain circumstances exist, right. And if the authorities deem, deem it so, so yeah, <laughs> don't give me, don't give me that. Like church is an essential business. It's just, I get it. You know, I, I respect your faith, but 
you know, respect mine too. <laughs> my my faith is like trying to keep everyone in the community safe. That's my faith. Gathering in large groups, particularly indoors and especially without wearing masks. We cannot emphasize enough that this is a matter of life and death. So please do not gather. Celebrate with just those in your household. In San Jose, Sergio Quintana, NBC, Bay Area News. It's another public health official just like begging people to do the bare minimum. Right. Unreal. Not even an elected official, right? Not not one of these people that you would normally hear like, oh, I don't trust these politicians. She's not, Sarah Cody is not a politician. She has a political side to her job now because it's it's very much, you know, her against the world in some cases. Um, but yeah, th- th- I don't understand <laughs> why, um, why. One, I don't understand why they just keep begging and don't just say, fuck it. <laughs> I can fucking die. I quit. Yeah, like let's just get as many vac- let's let's fucking get as many vaccines as we can and put them in as many arms as we can and just try to vaccinate our way out of this because it's just there's just not it's not happening. The the waters are infected, the pee is in the in the pool. Uh um anyway, so uh speaking of winners and losers, um we're all losers in this situation because uh, if you live in the South Bay or really anywhere in uh Bay Area these days, uh, New Year's and the Fourth of July tend to upset the dogs a little bit. <laughs> poor doggos. Let's just say, poor doggos. Francisco in Oakland, and it's not even midnight yet. KPIX 5's Katie Nielsen is live in San Jose with the serious consequences for anyone caught launching illegal fireworks. Katie. Yeah, Andrea, we're here in a neighborhood just outside of downtown San Jose. Normally, this is a very quiet place, but tonight we are hearing <laughs> a constant stream of booms and bangs and even seeing some of those aerial fireworks going off. One resident compared it to a war zone on New Year's Eve and a also little dramatic. July. We talked with another resident who said he's constantly catching illegal fireworks going off on his home surveillance. Jeff Levine says around the holidays, he hears fireworks going off almost every night and says New Year's Eve is one of the worst. Four, five, six hours nonstop. Your house shaking, your windows rattling. He says he thinks this year could be worse than most because of the continued shelter in place orders. We've been locked down for almost a year, nine months. This could be like one big blowout, one chance for people to, to go out and let off steam. This past 4th of July, the city of San Jose said it received a record 6,000 complaints about illegal fireworks. And in anticipation of New Year's Eve, the city has doubled the fine for anyone caught lighting off fireworks. It's now $1,000 if you're caught on a first offense. These are not the safe and sane fireworks. These are professional grade aerial rockets and are are very dangerous. But San Jose isn't the only city dealing with illegal fireworks. It's something Oakland has also struggled with for years. On New Year's Eve, we have a lot of illegal fireworks. Um, Don't give me no lip. Seen that, you know, it's it's quite a spectacle every year. In addition to the concerns about <laughs> fires starting and people oh getting goodness. hurt by illegal fireworks, the biggest concern in Oakland is gunfire as people shoot bullets into the air at midnight. Okay, don't do that. They come down somewhere, uh, and it is not uncommon uh, to have them come down and strike people. 
Now with emergency resources strained across the Bay Area, including hospitals being pushed to the max, firefighters are practically begging people tonight, please do not light off those illegal fireworks. Please keep the guns at home. These hospitals just do not have capacity to take in any extra patients, especially if they those injuries can be avoided. Live in San Jose, Katie Nielsen, KPIX5. I'm going to take the opposite opinion that fire, I like fucking fireworks. Fuck it. I know it's I mean, I'm not too, I'm not too concerned about it. You know, it, it, there's enough of it already. It doesn't lead to rampant, you know, fires and, and explosions. Although there were some, it, it was pretty interesting. We, the good wife and I were out walking the, the, the doggo the other night, actually. And uh, there were some pretty fantabulous um, explosions and light shows coming from your neck of the woods produced Dave. I tried to find a story about it, but no one really had it. Um, apparently a box of fireworks, I got dumped to the side of the road and exploded and <laughs> caused a chain reaction of explosions. It sound, it did sound like I don't I have no idea what a war zone sounds like or but um it did kind of sound like a, a bombing run of some sort just the cacophony of uh, over and over and over and over and over again. So please Bay Area get your shit together and uh you know if you're going to shut off fireworks that's cool. I don't mind. My dog doesn't seem to mind either which is great. Just be safe, you know, don't burn your fucking house down or someone else's house, especially your neighbor's house. I don't really care if you burn your own house down, but don't burn your neighbor's house down. Be cool. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll all get through this together. I, I do agree that, uh, the, the analogy to a war zone is a little bit over, overdone. Um, unless it's where know. the people are firing the guns in the air, you could just shoot. I don't know. Maybe a piccolo Pete is a little bit, uh, is preferable to a gun. Like, I'm sure. Like on the hierarchy or, of like what things like. It goes sparkler, piccolo, Pete, fucking professional fireworks, and then blat, 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 blat in the air. If you're the type that's going to be shooting off a gun into the air, I would hope that you would be sensible enough to go out and get some blanks and just have those on hand for just this, just this circumstance when you just want to fire a gun in the air and just, you know, pop off, you know, just, just fire blanks. That way you're, you're, again, you're protecting your neighbors and you're getting your own rocks off and I have no problem with that. That's pretty smart. Right. Um, but I, again, I don't know. I don't know if blanks are like readily available, um, but uh, I'm, I'm sure you could talk to some sort of, uh, uh, you know, show business providers <laughs> or vendors. Anyway, um, well, that was get your shit together. And it's more of a Bay Area wide get your shit together, together, even though the San Jose focus was there, of course. Um, anyway, well, welcome to the new year and welcome to the new city council um, as we head down ballot. Do, do, do. I got to record an ad for you. Um, we're going to have a couple new city. Actually, we're having, we're going to have three new city council members uh, seated very soon. Um, and one of them uh, took out, I'm sorry, we have two new city council members. And one of them took out uh, one of our old friends, Mr. Lund Diep up in District 4. Um, so David Cohen will be replacing Lund. And Lund um, has been doing a kind of a sad lately. He was He was a little bit reclusive. He was hiding back but he's coming back out now he had to you know take part in a couple meetings and uh he's grown his hair out a little bit and letting his beard go a bit saw him on a, a zoom the other day um but he took he was nice enough to post this um on his facebook it's the sort of tribute to him uh at his last council meeting we can watch a little bit of it we don't have to watch all of it um it's like a good 14 minutes of footage here but i thought we could watch the opening and hear mary Licardo say some nice things about him and hear what other folks had to say well, you're going to at least watch however much of it it takes for me to go get another beer. So I thought that might be the case. <laughs> he saw my well, empty her, glass. Yeah, exactly. Let her, let her rip. Oh, 
with, with the audio, sorry. Yep, uh, you have been uh, incredibly enthusiastic, uh, fun colleague to work with. Uh, you have uh, always been, um, I'll say, courageously irreverent. Uh, I think you mo- wrote the most noteworthy council memo in my experience that was laden with, I think, 37 different references to uh, puns on marijuana. That was, uh, I think, an all-time Sanjay record. Uh, and uh, obviously, we're going to miss Captain America, and uh, and I'm going to miss your very uh, thoughtful, scholarly approach to a lot of issues that you know. I think, frankly, I think a lot of us wish we we took more often if, if we had the time, and we're often in such a rush. We don't always think the biggest thoughts, and because we're racing from from one decision to another. And, and I really appreciate your approach. Uh, I know that uh, many, many hours uh, were spent at City Hall by you. I would. Uh, not uncommonly be leaving, uh, you know, 10, 11 at night, you'd still be in your office. And I respected how committed you were to public service. And so, and to the Captain America cosplay, a very small token, which are some, some books to the library in your name. And I know that I'm sure individually serverless will be reaching out uh, to do something more personal, but I, I just wanted to honor your service to our city uh, four years and, um, and wish you well. Um, so I, I'd like to, if I could, um, Councilmember, if you want to say a few words or we could, uh, go to, uh, your colleagues, if any would like to, to pile on. <laughs> Vice Mayor, welcome. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Um, I want to, uh, just say, um, Councilmember Depp, uh, it's been an honor and, and a privilege to serve with you. Uh, we've had, uh, Several, you know, great moments, uh, you know, walking, uh, talking, and you sharing with me your philosophy and your vision about how you want and see government working and how uh, government should be able to connect with the people and the people should be able to connect with their government and to make government fun. Uh, and I think that you uh, you went a long way to, to make government fun. You made uh, government fun for me. And uh, I really enjoyed working with you. Uh, I enjoyed your intellect. Uh, I really appreciated how you approached the, uh, the big issues and uh, the process that you go through. And so- um, Are any of these people gonna mention the Captain America shit? Again, it was- uh, uh, The mayor actually did while you were getting a beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> he said, we're gonna miss Captain America. I'll also point out that like- Thank you, Mayor. They really appreciate his commitment to community and having fun, kind of and yet more than 50% of his district voted to not have him as their council member um, anymore. Know, <laughs> so he can't have been that much fun. I have, I, we were new council members together, and I have and now really you're gone. getting Bye. to know you and working with you, Lun, and... I have already missed our walks <laughs> in the last <gasps> year and a... He's a walk and talk. I hate the walk and talk. Scandal. No, he's oh, a walk yeah. and duck. The scandal here is he's the walk and talk. I fucking hate walk and talk people. Yeah, and, and our city hall is really not all that walkable except for like the ground floors. Um, so they'd have to get out of the, the 18th floor. Maybe what they're actually saying is that they only ever had brief conversations with them as they were walking down the hall. That might be it. Or walking <laughs> to the elevator. You know, I just got to say, the only person whose background looks any good is the gal in the bottom uh, right. Oh, Magdalena. Yeah, yeah, in the bottom, like, your, the gal with, in the bottom right the, here. Um, the yeah, yeah, because she's like it looks natural. 
uh, the mayor looks like he's in a wooden room because he's like supposed to be like smart and dignified. And the guy be guy under the mayor also, he's got like a wooden colored cabinet also just trying to be dignified. The lady the under them manager. has like a Christmas card behind her. That's council member Foley from Cambrian. <laughs> your neck of sort of your neck of the woods. Some of them have fake backgrounds. A lady right. in the it, top, the middle, the top middle looks like she's just there for the meeting. She's just be in front of a wall. I don't know who that is off the top of my head, to be honest with you. Oh, you know who that is? This, I think it's the city attorney, the new oh. city attorney. Cool. Yeah. I, I didn't, I was not familiar with her, but yeah, the, our city attorney passed away not long ago. So she, this is our new city attorney. Anyway, we got uh, so to get to the, the part where, where the man himself speaks. Yeah. Let's, let's fast, let's zoom. Let's see if we can zoom ahead and find out where he's talking. He likes to talk. So he'll, problem is it's hard to tell when he's talking right right well i guess that the i don't know if it's like zoom but the yellow yeah but you can't on, see right? it in the preview really not true, true. We'll, just let it, we'll just let it roll here plus because we didn't normally walk in the winter time um and and i will very much miss your your thinking and i'm guessing that you're going to continue to be interested in local politics and now that we won't have Brown Act issues, I'll be able to benefit from your sounding board more often. <laughs> and I hope that you are okay with that because I am not going to lose your number. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is scandalous. What does Dev's husband think? Councilmember Foley. Oh, is it my turn? Lone, we only served together a couple of years, but I truly appreciate that time. In that time, I learned phrases like, I yield, and uptown. <laughs> and I will always think of your district as uptown from downtown San Jose. I also appreciate um, how sometimes uh, you analyzed issues so much so that it was way over my head and I tried to keep up with the language that we, you were using because of the <laughs> oh my legal God. that you would use to craft Yeah, let's skip argument. ahead a little bit. Can we get to the part Yeah, where... I, do, I can't deal with that. I just uh, can't. Canvas. <laughs> oh, this is well, good. Well, um, I guess I'm going to be leaving with you here, uh, Len. And um, <laughs> besides your intellect, we had lots of great discussions when we were serving. Well, he's turned uh, out, so we can't really applaud you. I guess uh, he's forced out. I always used to come by your office. We had lots of great discussions. A uh, little known fact, uh, he's my movie buddy. We go to the movies uh, anytime a new uh, Marvel or DC comic uh, movie. Oh, my God. That would be awful. <laughs> so, <sighs> looking forward to going back. For the ones in the back of the theater, like, don't go in there. Don't go in there. Uh, I, I definitely am going to have lots of time. So, uh, let's <laughs> around. Whenever Black Widow decides to come out. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. Well, uh, it, it's no secret that that in terms of uh, some of the spirited conversations that we had up on the dais, we didn't always agree on everything. But uh, but that doesn't mean that I don't wish you well, Councilmember Dieppe. Uh, I do. And maybe now that we're not voting on things, we can actually enjoy some of those great walks uh, and be able to have other conversations because we did actually have uh, great conversations before we shared the dais. And uh, and I look forward to actually those uh, those wonderful conversations and maybe take a hike or two together because I know that we were at one point up uh, near uh, Zion. And so we have we actually have quite a bit of uh, things in common. And I look forward to really exploring uh, those uh, wonderful parts of humanity together. Uh, we can see everybody thrives in the city. Yeah, thank you, Mayor. Um, 
and uh, I, I wanted to, to share. Uh, there we go. We now, tried to, to bring some fun uh, advantages that we're wearing our council hat. And Councilmember Davis were the first. <laughs> I know that you were here too. Councilmember Menes? Is he going to give a speech or what? Everyone gets to say something. Wow, Sergio with the hat. Here we go. Here we go. Would you like to say anything in your defense? <laughs> yeah, so thank you. I, I wasn't expecting that. So uh, excuse me if my voice cracks. <clears throat> but um, it, it's been, it's been a, a, you know, a, a real honor to serve uh, with each of you, to, to serve it all. Um, and, and, you know, in this moment, uh, you know, my heart is filled with gratitude uh, for the opportunity to 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 not just serve with each of you in, our, in the things that we've accomplished in, in the four years here that I've been here together, uh, but also to, uh, that I got to serve it all. Um, you know, my parents are refugees. Uh, no one ever grew up telling me that you should become an elected official. Um, so I had to kind of imagine my future for me. Like, well, to be fair, the people in your community only told you that once. Community. Um, and, and I'm grateful for the time. I'm grateful. Once to, out of three tries. Uh, he lost the first time to you from from city staff from the expertise of department heads and uh, I, I will take that with me uh, there is no outlet for that um, I've said before you know the management experience the public speaking skills uh, so on and so forth that uh, is transferable to other things but but the PhD that uh, I have in, in San Jose um, Oh, no God. So I'll, I'll need that outlet and I'll be happy to, uh, you know, uh, whisper in any of your ears if you're, you're thinking about something and you just want some feedback uh, or just go for walks. Um, Johnny Carson used to write jokes for David Letterman after. So if anyone needs some memo writing, shadow writing. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, come on. Uh, any topic you want. It's just for the thrill of writing. Not to push <laughs> it. Uh, but uh, I, it's not, you know, I'm, I'm even, I'm even, uh, well, it's not lost upon me that I'm the last council meeting. I'm the last uh, Asian council member on this council and I'm departing. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad for my time here to the extent that it helped anybody else looking at me uh, and envisioning uh, if somebody as goofy as I could make it onto council, then they could too. Um, so I hope to see future iterations of, of a council, excuse me, uh, council and uh, oh God. with, Chinese person, Chinese person, person, you know, true diversity on this council, like we've talked about in in many uh, in other past past sessions. Uh, I'm I'm also grateful, you know, for my narrative arc, um, short as it was, um, you know, I I went viral in my first official meeting. It's kind of down (laughs) since then. Uh, So I I left the mark too high. Uh, He's talking about the Captain America thing. Yeah, he's like, I even got on this podcast nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> or, uh, leaving soon. Uh, you know, not my own terms, but voters, you know, p- making another decision, but I'm even grateful for that because I think that's in that way, it's, it's a balm for democracy. In a year when our democracy at, at the national level has been attacked and challenged and um, thrown into question, um, for people in San Jose to see the churn, for them to re- be reassured that their vote matters and uh, every vote counts. Well, I oh, just cut, he, cut, he cut it off in a weird place. Oh, he cut it off. That's strange. Well, uh, we should have him on for an interview now that he's no longer a council member. You think he, he'd come he, on? He, I I don't know. I mean, if he if he was aware of our show, I think he might find it interesting. I don't know. He seems he seems like a goofy guy. He's self-described as goofy, so and we're kind of a goofy show. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, 
maybe maybe it'll work but um we'll see we'll, see. we'll, put, we'll, put, the, we'll put the feelers out there he's a he's a diy kind of guy so he, he might be interested i'm sure he has a discord account Ooh, it'll be obs ninja oh, i can't wait that's right obs ninja coming soon to a local love near you yeah um so also on down ballot this is not a very uh involved video but um we are still researching what, what what transpired but apparently there was an unlawful assembly on new year's eve um and it was near the mayor's house but they don't actually mention that it was near the mayor's house they mention where it was but they don't either the news person doesn't know or there was no connection i can't understand why there wouldn't have been a connection but we'll you know you'll get the scoop a violent crowd of people in downtown San Jose was broken up by police a couple of hours ago. This right here is video from North 15th and Washington. San Jose police say officers arrived at the scene and declared it an unlawful assembly. They say the crowd got violent towards someone who wasn't with them. People were told to disperse. We're not sure at this point if anybody was hurt. Police tell us an investigation is underway. wonder what the chalk writing was. I couldn't right well this this is 50 so 15th in washington the mayor lives on 15th uh just north of washington like three doors north of washington so this is at the mayor's house basically um it's all i can imagine as far as like why they were assembling in the first place but yeah the chalk is probably just some of the remnant chalk art from when the mayor's house was tagged you'll remember that was on down ballot maybe what a month two months ago i forget how forget how, how long ago um no actually it was maybe even longer than that uh, but stemming from the the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, and the protests around George Floyd's murder, um, so yeah, no context. Very interesting. We're gonna keep our nose on that one. Um, if you see anything, as always, loyal down ballot followers, please send us the clips. Um, we would love to feature more news about what's going on locally. And sometimes we can't find everything, and sometimes it's it's difficult because KCBS takes all their videos down. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm if I was gonna speculate. I would say maybe it was a small anti-mask protest of some kind, just based on what I'm seeing kind of in the larger, like the kind of larger in the, the American ether, we'll say. Yeah. They got violent against someone who was not with them. I'm, that was a very, it's just a very vague story in general. And I can't, I'm surprised they didn't even reference the fact that it's near, nearby to the mayor's house or adjacent to the mayor's house. I find that really interesting that they didn't draw that connection. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe maybe the news doesn't fucking know either. Possible. It's possible. And maybe the people didn't know at all. Maybe there's no connection. I just find I, coincidences to me are, you know, not necessarily coincidences. Uh, well, uh, also in uh, down ballot news, um, thank you for finding this. Uh, our own Eddie Garcia, former San Jose police chief who just retired, and I think we had his retirement video two weeks ago on down ballot. Well, he's no longer retired. I got to I got to fucking cop to the fact that on during conspiracy bingo, one of our uh, regular listeners who lives close to Dallas was like, "Hey, we're getting your old police chief." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, right. I got to put that on the down ballot." Uh, talking nice. about it's not already there. Excellent. Yeah, no, I I completely forgot to do it because uh, I was I, I was waiting for one of our local stations to cover it, but I thought uh, there is plenty of coverage out in the Dallas area. So, uh former police chief Eddie Garcia from San Jose, now police chief in another city. San Jose's recently retired police chief didn't stay retired for long. Today, Eddie Garcia was named the new police chief in Dallas, Texas. Garcia will be the first Latino to lead the Dallas Police Department, which is three times the size of San Jose's. Garcia spent 28 years with the San Jose Police Department, moving up the ranks from patrolman to police chief before formally retiring earlier this month. 
That was a very short story. Short and brief. So uh, to, for some context, San Jose is the 10th largest city in the country by population. Dallas is the 9th. Um, Dallas's police force is three times the size of San Jose is primarily because of budget constraints in San Jose that have you know created uh, layoffs and pension rollbacks and a really bad situation for officers coming to San Jose and staying in San Jose. So our department is only really small because of that reason and the fact that San Jose is just a relatively more suburban, you know, safer community in general. Um, but it'll be, a, there's a lot of challenges out in Dallas that uh, the chief didn't have here. Um, and I think he's going to find himself in a whole world of hurt having to deal with um, what they've got going on there just as much as he was here. This um, We'll have the reporter on at some point to talk about this, um, our good friend, uh, Ms. Wadsworth. But uh, he'll also, I think, be able to be double dipping on his, you know, he'll be able to be earning a San Jose pension um, upwards of like, you know, 90% of salary. Uh, because of his 30 years of work here or 25 years. Um, and then also the salary in Dallas on top of that, like that, I don't believe there's any sort of regulation that prevents him from doing that. So Eddie's going to be taken home like a cool half a million dollars a year, more than likely between just between those two gigs. I'd say good um, for him, so, but he's a cop. Exactly. Um, and he's not even going to be like out there. Actually, he's not going to be risking his life. He's going to be the one, you know, making decisions in the ivory tower once again. Um, and trying to be the the politician, right? The community uh, community leader. So he's not the one risking his life every day. Um, chat, chat seems to think that because it's in Texas, he'll need to look out for citizens carrying swords and uh, bows and arrows. Well, we've got a concealed carry permit problem here. <laughs> Apparently, anyone can get one if you donate to the sheriff's office or don't donate to the sheriff's campaign. Uh, but yeah, well, again, we will follow this closely. I actually have a friend who is a freelance reporter out in Dallas who's been covering this uh, lately, he himself got shot with a rubber bullet uh, during the George Floyd protests um, while he was covering them. So, um, you know, I have that in common. Uh, so, yeah, we will, um, we will again, be tracking this story. And we'll, this, as soon as anything pops off in Dallas that involves the chief, the new chief, we'll be sure to let you know about it. Because that's what we do here on Down Ballot Watch. We watch the down ballot. Well, All I hope right. that, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I hope that the people of Dallas don't suffer his wrath in a way more significant than they would suffer the wrath of someone else. I don't know. Sure. What I mean, he's like, not a, you know, he's a good old boy, but you know, at least he's a Latino good old boy. So he's, he's from, he's from the Valley. Um, all right. Well, we're going to, we're going to take it down a notch, uh, for another thing this week. It's, it's, it's not necessarily a super uplifting story. It is a human interest community story. Um, but, uh, another thing this week has to do with, uh, a, a restaurant that folks might be familiar with in San Francisco. It's called the cliff house. Um, beautiful spot, pretty decent food, a little expensive, but it's sort of, it's more of a symbol than anything else right now of, um, where things are headed and, and, uh, how COVID has completely just disheveled our local economy. Especially so, uh, restaurants, little... especially restaurants and entertainment for fuck's sake. Exactly. And and we'll do we'll do something on performing arts and, and music um, uh, very soon because that that's that one industry that's just been crushed, absolutely crushed, and it's going to be the last one to be able to come back to. I think maybe so, we could, um, this, maybe we could uh, maybe we could do a whole down ballot about uh, what's happened to the look, entertainment and could, dining industries in uh, the Bay Area. Yeah, we could do a hybrid local love down ballot. I'd say that would be a, a very interesting take. I think we have plenty of people we know who could who would love to come on and talk about it, like Phil and others. Yep. Um, yep. All right. Well, cool. Well, so uh, we're going to learn about 
what happened to this iconic uh, eatery and what might happen in the future. And uh, again, well, we need to mourn what's going on in our local economy. So that iconic rooftop sign at the historic Cliff House restaurant in San Francisco, well, it came down today. As you can tell right there, people were not happy to see it. This video from earlier today was lowering the letters as the crowd below booed. The restaurant was not able to work out an agreement with the National Park Service to continue operations. The couple who has managed the restaurant since 1973 says days of negotiations this week did not lead to a solution. The National Park Service describes the closure as a temporary suspension of services and says it intends to welcome back the public in the future. I'm a third generation San Franciscan. I've had many important and unimportant occasions in my lifetime, courtesy of the people that have managed this in my lifetime. And I think the National Park Service, it's a tragedy the way they've handled this venue. I'm, I'm so unhappy, I don't even know how to say the words. Because she doesn't swear. Don't piss. Yeah, this cliff house Seriously. has been around for more than a century and a half, 157 years. The restaurant Ooh, time stopped lapse. to take out food service back in July because it was losing too much money. The latest Labor Department report shows another eight. Mm. Yeah, that's, 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 I mean, that's just what's happening to restaurants all across the country. There's some permanent <laughs> fail trolling in the mm. chat, but like, you know, it's not just here where all the entertainment businesses are getting getting the chef like entertainment dining like think places where people tended to gather they're just getting the worst end of the stick end of the sh end of this thing and they were like those those businesses they were tough to run anyway like such a high number of restaurants would go out of business in their first fucking year anyway and now all the ones that succeeded are going to go out of business because you know they couldn't get any aid basically from the federal government because the state don't print no currency right so right you gotta, oh and and when you got to generate currency to do stimulus it's got to be the federal government yeah, and then you've got these Republican senators who are saying, well, we can't just print money. It's like, that's exactly what you fucking do. <laughs> you asshat. You, you give $1.5 trillion. To, they, to technically have to, they technically have to tell the Federal Reserve to do it, but still. <laughs> right. Like, they gave a, a $1.5 trillion to Jeff Bezos in, the corporate, in corporate America last year, right? So we can't give in tax breaks. So uh, we can't sustain people through this crisis did you get the the chart i sent over through the through discord at some point uh, just to it, it says it all and you've been said you've been harping on this for days other countries first world countries third world countries doesn't matter democracies doesn't matter they're paying people to stay home they're paying people to not go to work or to or to work from home right and they're paying them like two thousands in some cases like two thousand dollars a month Forget this fucking bickering over, oh, should we give them $600 or $2,000? The good wife and I are voting for $2,000. We're pulling for it. We really want that, that extra cheese. Um, yeah, there's, the, 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 you've, and then you've got these fucking Republican senators like Kelly Loeffler who are worth $800 million saying that, you know, that's, this is just too much. Well, now she's on board for 2000 because Trump is. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's this massive amount of hypocrisy um, that I'm just, totally totally sick of that we can't figure out how to you know, pay people to stay home if we want if you want them to stay home you don't have to beg pay them you know if these come these businesses it's not like they're really the, the, the religious zealots the Cal calvary church right you might have to deal with those assholes but you wouldn't be having to deal with small businesses on top of it right your 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 owners of the table right <laughs> and 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 il torino or whatever right they 
they're only pissed off because they're not their businesses like you said are already tenuous enough and now they're going under um and it's because of this and they're not going to be able to come back i just saw gofundme go up for the caravan and i'm like no no where are we all supposed to go where are we all supposed to go when we can finally go there yeah right i mean Uh, to be fair there's not room for all of us at the caravan that's, that's you'd have to show up true. at 3 p.m. and be like a fucking bar, uh, like a like a bar fly yeah. for a little while. Like you'd have to occupy a chair for a very long time before the first fucking show there. Yeah, um, the shows I've played at the at the caravan were not very m- the most socially distanced affairs I've ever <laughs> I've ever encountered. In many cases, people were actually coming up and singing on your microphone, drunk as shit. Um, the good news was they loomed the words to our songs. And the the great yeah. news is there was no fucking pandemic going around, so you didn't have to worry about using the microphone after them. Correct. Yeah. And, and getting my mouth all over it too. Um, but again, they knew the words to our songs and that was the most important thing. Um, well, uh, anyway, to wrap things up and to, to sort of encapsulate everything we've been talking about, wear a fucking mask, wash your hands, don't touch your face, but touch your face after you've washed your hands. Um, and just be fucking sensible. Um, I know you won't, but we'll keep trying here at down ballot. We don't beg. We just tell you what to do. Well, Ah, oh, man. So that's been Down Ballot, everybody. If you're listening to the podcast version of this on like iTunes or whatever, please uh, subscribe to the podcast and go ahead and head on over to twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. You can follow us there and catch all of our live shows. If you're watching live, hang out. Uh, I'm going to play a song real quick and then we're going to do a little post game. We got a live one in the chat and he actually joined the Discord and sitting in voice waiting to tell me all of his expertise about California, the homeless, and the restaurant industry. So that should be really fun. Um, Interesting. Do you need some... Uh, I mean, it's, it'll be whatever it is. Do you need some walking off music, Councilman? I'm going to randle off here. Uh, let's do some NVS. How about Nice Guys? This is Nice Guys by NVS. I'm going to go grab myself another beer, and when we come back, I'm going to talk to this person in the chat who seemed have to have fun. a lot to say. Maybe it'll be productive. Maybe it won't. That's just the risk you take. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year, the Councilman. Same, same to the good wife, too. Fuck off,
such a nice guy who speaks through his fits. Prick with a pension for messing with heads. A broken nose for dinner and breakfast in bed. Alcoholic, paranoid, and suicidal too. But you'll probably kill her before she gets away from you. Screws in the pool, let it cry. All your friends say that you're a nice guy. Have a drink, this one's on me. Look, you're doing fine, losing to your disease. No, let's toast, I'll pack your bags. Bury you with my cash.